Welcome to Bitch Out of Water, a show about trying things, whether it's relationships, grief, jobs, or grief within jobs. We're the World Girls. I'm Dorina. This is Steph. We're getting corporate today or what? This is Roxy. Corporate ho or corporate CEO? Am I right? <laughs> Both. Por que no los dos? Por que no los dos? That's right, Steph. So today, we're talking about working for the man. I worked at the well-known ginormous corporation that is Google for several years, and the girls really want me to talk about it. So let me tell you how I ended up working for the Silicon Valley man. So I guess we should get started how the hell I ended up working at Google. For those of you who don't know me, I worked in the music industry for years, and then I quit. For those of you that have worked in the music industry, you know why I quit. Basically what happened is I was bartending like 10 years ago, as I was composing a film score for a friend's indie film. And as I had done that, I started looking for other jobs. And a friend of mine worked at Google and asked for my resume because I am a fluent Spanish speaker. And at Google, their ads department hires what we call quality evaluators. And they hire quality analysts from all language markets. So they needed a Hispanic one. And fortunately, I grew up in Mexico. And so my first language is Spanish. So they needed somebody that knew both how to write uh, professionally in both languages, in both English and Spanish. So I got hired as a contractor. And I started working in the Venice office. And that was, I think, 2013. Uh, so it was pretty lucky that with most jobs, that you end up somewhere that you like is usually luck, is usually connections. And so I consider myself lucky, but I think I also had the skill set that for some reason was hard to find in Los Angeles, even though we have so many Spanish speakers there. At that time, Dee, were you kind of like stick it to the man the way you are now? So even though you knew Google was a reputable company, did you have hesitancy about applying there because the D that we know is so anti-establishment. It's <laughs> a great question, Roxy. I have been stick it to the man annoyingly since I was a child. So when I heard about the fact that they were hiring at Google, the way I saw it then, number one, this was 2013, so almost 10 years ago, right? This was a different time than it is today. Like a lot has changed in 10 years and a lot of what these companies do, both positively and negatively to impact the world, hasn't really come out to the last few years, right? So it's not like I was sitting there thinking, oh, Google is this amazing moral company that I want to work for. Like I knew that giant corporations means globalization, which can usually be pretty bad. And these companies also end up becoming monopolies. So I was aware of this, but I had also been sick of being freelance and exiting an entertainment industry that didn't pay well and didn't give you health benefits. So I was like, I'm going to give working for a big company a world because I am sick of being stressed out about living paycheck to paycheck or, or like being stressed out about paying bills and things like that. And when you get an opportunity to work at a company like that, I think it'd be pretty hard for any of us to say no when we know that those types of companies treat their employees well. Right. Even though I was hired as a contractor, I still had an amazing experience and 
working at Google is basically like working at a utopia. I've never worked somewhere that was like that. Even people that I know that have worked there and had previous jobs at like Amazon or other giant corporations, they criticize those companies a lot more than working somewhere at Google. So because of the reputation, I was like, hell yeah, let's go Let's go get paid and let's go get some free food. You know that I went to London and I had a few friends that I met there who ended up who worked at Google and they let me spend the day at Google with them. And I was like a kid in a candy shop. I could not fucking believe how much they just gangstered out every part of the office. And it's such smart manipulation because all of them were like, they make it impossible for you to leave. It, did you feel like that? Like once you saw all the perks, the benefits, the gym in the office, the free food, the chefs on deck, w- was that impossible to leave? Because it felt like it was impossible for me to leave from my day trip. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first day I walked into the office where they give you orientation and they give you a tour of the whole headquarters in Los Angeles. So this was in the Venice office on Rose. And Number one, it's not as big as if you go to Googleplex, which is you know where their headquarters is up north in Silicon Valley. But it's still, for me, walking in and seeing a giant freaking cafeteria with like buffet-style food and getting breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for free, where they had a chef special that was delicious every day. And sometimes it was salmon and sometimes it was freaking chicken and waffles, like just crazy things like that, that I've never, I mean, when I was in the music industry, I barely ate, right? So it's pretty crazy to walk in and see this. They also have a rule that you have to have a micro kitchen very close to where people are working. Like Steph mentioned, they have gyms with yoga classes and Pilates and martial arts and boxing, et cetera. And you're paying for that or you're not paying for that? No, this is all free. If you work there, you get access to all of these things for free to the point where I remember even going to the office just to use their gym on weekends. So it's basically like a recreation center for people that work there. So they do, like Steph mentioned, they make it a point for you to want to be there more So it's a way to motivate their employees to basically live there, right? And that's how you get people to work more, which is, I mean, pretty, it's a much better way to make employees work there than tell them you can't actually, you know, poop on the job. So you got to shit in a bag. What does it mean that you're hired as a contractor there, D? So what was the difference between you and other people? And did you get all the same benefits and access or did you have to work your way up to that? So that's a good question, Roxy, that I was going to touch upon because There is a distinct way that contractors are treated versus employees, and it also depends on the location of the office. I have heard horror stories if you're a contractor up in the Silicon Valley headquarters area of the main Googleplex facilities. They have separate buildings, apparently, if you're a contractor, so you don't get access to the same things. I believe everybody still gets access to like the cafeteria, the gyms, but there's certain things, for example, the work holiday parties or the work, the Google summer picnic that my friends that were employees had to invite us contractors to go with them because we wouldn't get invited to those because unfortunately, all of these big corporations Everybody does it, by the way, Facebook, Amazon, everyone does this, where they hire a agency to hire people that are vendors or contractors or temps. 
And that way Google doesn't have to directly deal with those people and they can pay them less and they can also avoid giving them full health benefits because one of the biggest reasons people love working at Google is the benefits. Like the benefits that you get there are unheard of in anywhere else that I've, that I've heard of other companies. If you are an employee at Google, you get paid parental leave for like, I think new mothers are entitled to 22 weeks of paid maternity leave. And I think new fathers get up to like 18 weeks. It's unheard of in the States, right? If you're in Europe, you obviously get paid maternity leave as it should be. But here, it's an amazing place to work at if you're an employee. You also get things like, what's it called? Rights to owning stock. Stock options. Exactly. And so having stock options to a conglomerate like that is obviously a huge benefit, right? So that's why it's really hard for people to leave. But as a contractor, you don't get certain of those things. And so you, you know, it feels kind of shitty, but then it's also kind of stupid to complain when I was being fed and didn't spend money on food for six years, right? I would only have to spend money on food on the weekends, right? So all of those things kind of even out. When I think of a contractor, I think of somebody who is maybe once a week doing some work for a company. For you as a contractor, were you going into Google five days a week working alongside people who were full-time employee, salary employees, whatever that was called? Were you working next to them and were they aware you were a contractor? Oh, yeah. So as much as there's negative stories I've heard coming from some of the other offices around the world... The Los Angeles Google office, in my experience, has the nicest Googlers. That's what we call them, Googlers. It's the nicest people I've ever met. I met people in that office through my six years there that I am now lifelong friends with, right? The, the culture is really cool. Like, people are very nice. There's a few assholes, like, everywhere, and I'll t- talk about that a little bit. But people there are very welcoming including employees that make it a point that if you're a contractor, they want to make sure you have rights. So there was employees there that I befriended where we all would actually try to get Google, which was later known as Alphabet, to unionize, right? So like a few years after I left, I got a text from one of them and we're like, look at they finally unionized. We did it. So there's people there that definitely care, right? They care about people that are temps and vendors like the food service team, for example, which, and some people may get sad about this, but it's the truth of the world, most of the food service people were minorities. And then most of the people that work in the building as engineers are usually white, some Asian, mostly dudes. So a lot of people that are in the janitorial department or in the food service department are security guards that have been working there for decades, literally over 10 years, have still not been made employees, which is, I think, really shitty. Because you worked there longer than some intern that just joined and has never had a real job and is being flown first class. It's pretty ridiculous, right? So that type of stuff would really anger me because it's a company policy, but it's hard to stay angry at the employees that are actually trying to help change those things. Do you think that that same rule applies to jobs outside of the care work, I would say, like providing food and making sure the facilities are upkept. Hospitality. Yeah, hospitality industry, because I had some friends who worked there who were in recruiting, and they would be on the phone all day long recruiting new employees, and it was 
curious to me because I'm like, okay, is the turnaround rate really bad? Is there room for promotion? Because they all had plans to stay with the company for as long as possible because of what you're talking about. Google makes it so hard to leave. And a lot of them have time for side hustles because it doesn't seem like the workload is that overloading in comparison to some of my other friends in corporate. But I'm curious to from your perspective, did there seem like there was growth for promotion within more of the jobs that were outside of hospitality? No, Steph, that is an issue for both contractors and employees. Honestly, from what I saw there, you could be working at Google for like eight years and stay not only in the same department, but stay in the same position. And I remember the interview process was pretty crazy. And I think most of the people they hire there are really smart. And so a lot of people end up being overqualified for the jobs that are hired, right? So for example, for me, I started out as a quality analyst and shout out to all my managers because I like them all, but only one of them was actually really awesome about helping you grow within the department. And so that person gave me my first promotion and I ended up two years after starting out as a quality analyst as the first team lead of that department because we were growing so much that I ended up managing 20 plus QEs like me from all kinds of language markets. That's where I met one of my good friends that's from Egypt, another good friend that's from India, right? Like it's a really cool cultural diverse team that we had but I was the first one to be made like a team lead, right? And I was still a contractor to the point where two years after I was a team lead, I remember having to go through separate managers or different managers that would cycle and come in and out of the position of trying to manage our entire team because we worked with linguists and engineers. So there had to be some form of program manager there handling everything. And they were all very nice, but they did not know how to manage people. So anybody that they end up putting in these middle management positions sometimes is a linguist or an engineer. So they don't know how to work with humans. Not all of them, but most of them didn't have the skill set that, for example, I had acquired working in the music industry as an artist manager, right? And I had worked, my main job was working with people every day, whether it was publicity, right? PR, uh, media, all, all that stuff that I had to do that I ended up, kind of doing my boss's jobs a lot. And so that really sucked because they were employees that were engineers or linguists and they just got to be promoted, not promoted, but put in this middle management position because there's no other place to go in the company because that you just have your departments and what makes Google the most money is advertisement. So you have a giant ads department and where do you go other than if you're a linguist or an engineer there's not a lot of room to grow there. And I've heard the same thing about a lot of their other departments as well. Was there anything positive about being a contractor instead of an employee? I think similar to what Steph said earlier, I was able to do other stuff because of that. I was a workaholic in the music industry. So in Google, I felt like I was able to work my full time 40 hours a week and then have time for other stuff. So not only was I able to show up at Collider and do some shows there every so often. But I was also able to do other things at Google. Like that's how I got involved in the Toxic Google program, which is more due to my entertainment background. The person there wanted me to work with them and help them in their LA office to deal with all the celebrities coming in to do uh, 
Toxic Google was kind of like a TED Talk Comic-Con panel situation. So we'd have all kinds of authors, scientists, actors, filmmakers come in, and I would help them with that. I don't think I could do that at any other company because I wouldn't have the time. Toxic Google sounds like toxic Google. <laughs> I think that they should they should uh, rework that titling, pitch it to them. Rebrand, rebrand. D, when you, now you're back kind of in a freelance space, what are the aspects that you miss most about corporate? I think the main thing is a steady paycheck, right? <laughs> you knew you were getting every two weeks, you were getting your check, and you know that that was going to last for however long your contract was, right? And contracts lasted either a year, two years, it, it all depended, and then you could get renewed. So specific to Google, the food, man, I saved so much money, like so much money eating for free for six years from Monday through Friday. It's insane. And good food, too. Yeah, because food is so expensive. It's definitely what I just gouge my paychecks with. And they, they were telling me that there was one guy that stayed at work so long every day like from morning to the end of the night and then would sleep in his car which was in the parking lot for one year saved like a hundred k and then bought a house (laughs) it's like obviously that's not for everyone but the fact that you could really live in these offices is insane to think about because even just a gym membership you know is like $50 a month minimum. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, food and gym. I mean, if you really go through the list, it's like a playground there. You'd walk around and there was the nap room and then there was a massage chair room. And then there was the room where they have arcade games. And I used to try to beat the Adams Family pinball machine score or just musical instruments everywhere. Like you'd walk around and you could, you, you're able to like sit at a piano or people playing guitar. I mean, they really encourage you to stay there and they build a office space that motivates people to be happy, even though your office space itself is small, right? Like nobody has offices unless you're at an executive level. We all had cubicles that we shared. Did you find that people there in general were happy? It depended on the person, Roxy, because in the LA office, as I mentioned, most people were very nice and I think mostly seemed appreciative to work there. But there was a typical asshole that, you know, I have read so many horror stories from our internal forums. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but Google specifically uses Google software and tools and programs if you work there, which is weird if you switch jobs because you're using mostly Google tech there. And so one of the things that they have is a tool for employees to comment on, for example, the chef's special was wonderful today, right? And like just positive feedback. Or they had all these group forums like uh, for the LGBT employees that they called Gaglers, right? Or there was the Black Googlers Network or there was Ola, which I was a part of, which was the you know Hispanic Latino employee group. And so they have all these things to encourage people to make the office better. But then there was also the typical asshole that would comment and say, well, on Fridays when we're leaving the office, why can't the security guards just come and pick up my dirty dishes from my desk and take them to the cafeteria? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So reading those types of things, you're like, oh, so these are just people that are crazy that think that they work at this company and they're part of some cult and they need to be rewarded every day for being a Googler, right? So there's definitely those people. I just only saw that being the minority. But the premise is 
if we provide people everything they could possibly need, they will stay here longer and therefore they will be more productive at work. Do you think that that works? It certainly has because I think that most people stay. From what I know, I've seen people come and go, but most people that I know are still there. I think it's very hard it's very hard to leave. Not just because of the playground that they build, this utopia playground that people can work at, but because of the benefits. Because most companies just don't treat you that well. Google may have some issues there, maybe not as bad as Amazon or Facebook, but certainly issues there where I remember a group of us would protest when they would try to do a contract with the Pentagon, for example. Right? <laughs> be like, no, no. We don't like that, right? But there's only so much power you have working there that eventually you realize, well, I'm either going to stay here and be part of the machine and work for the man because the man is treating me well. So I understand that part of it. Or you're like me where you're like, okay, I'm sick of, you know, not being appreciated. And I feel like there's only so much impact I can make as an individual at a giant global corporation that I think it's time for me to leave. Can we talk about how the world treated you when you were at Google? Was it the same as... When you were in the music industry, same as being at the World Girls or different? Roxy, it was incredibly different. Good job, planet Earth. Good job, people. You get treated like a freaking rock star. My mother was so upset when I left Google. I mean, most people that I know were basically people that I'd met at Comic-Con, I remember, being like, oh, what company are you here with? Because everybody, it's, there's a weird thing that happens in Comic-Con parties where everybody's sharing like, oh, you know, I, I'm from this outlet or I'm from this other outlet, as, as Roxy is aware. And I remember because Google wasn't an outlet, I would just get passes through my work. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Google. And everybody would just look at me like, oh, oh, like they would want to talk to me. It was fuck, It was a weird like star fucker energy that I experience anywhere I went, whether it was an event like Comic-Con, whether it was meeting people in the entertainment industry, just everybody was so impressed. Like you say you work for Google and everyone's just like, you must be super smart. And it's true. A lot of people there are very, very smart, but it's a weird kind of star fuckery thing that I didn't really appreciate while I, while I was there, even though I obviously took advantage of the perks and went to all the free events, et cetera, because how could you not? I mean, we had freaking holiday parties at the Natural History Museum. It was insane. Like, it's just stuff that I don't even think they do that anymore because of the pandemic and the lockdown. And maybe they realize how much money they were wasting. But insanity. What did you say earlier? This summer summer picnic? The Google Summer Picnic. Yes, they did that every summer. So every December, they had a giant holiday party in all these different offices all over the, the world. And then like each Google office would have their holiday party. So the LA one would obviously be very glitzy. And then in the summer, they would have summer picnics, whether it was at the Santa Monica Pier or Gladstones on Malibu, just shit like that. And it's, I mean, I didn't even get to experience what most of the employees experienced, which was team building activities, right? I mean, have you guys, both you, Steph and Roxy, in your experience in the entertainment industry, have you ever done anything like this? Like done team building at some like ritzy place in LA? Of course not. Nobody does that. No, no, I can't think of any nice place. Like I, I remember there's some, we'd have somebody come in and talk to you about trust and stuff like that. <laughs> I never had anything like that. I 
can't imagine. I don't know. May, I feel like in our industry it would be a little bit awkward. <laughs> Someone forced me to hang out with my fellow employees, but I do think the culture at Google is a little bit different. Did you have to do like, I I heard in some people's corporate buildings where they have a ton of employees and they kind of want to connect people. They'll have like email chains of like, tell us a little bit about you. If you just send like a whole thing, did you ever have to do that? Or what was your introduction to the teams? Was it only in person at these mixers? Well, we didn't have that as much because each team had their own thing, right? And I'm sure it also varied if you were an employer contractor, but depending on what manager we had, or for example, when I was a team lead, I made it a point to like make it fun for my team to actually get to know each other. And so we'd have different things like I would make them, you know, let's go to the arcade room and play for like an hour on like a Friday afternoon. And then we'd come back or let's do a lunch or a happy hour. I remember going to a lot of happy hours on Fridays with the food team. The food and the security teams were my favorites. That's where most of the Mexicans and black people were. <laughs> like, that's why I hung out with them. Right. And so that was specific to like me making it a point to meet friends there and also making a point for my team to be happy. That doesn't mean that every person that was in a uh, somewhat managerial position did that. How is the actual work? Well, I actually really liked it. I have to say, so I don't think I've explained what I did at first, but the ads department is huge at Google all over the world. But we basically were making sure that Google's advertising quality worked well in multiple language markets all over the world. So we had to work with linguists and we had to work with engineers using Google tools as well as Google taxonomies, right? So a taxonomy is something like a list of categories that's products and services, right? So we had a giant freaking category list, everything from beauty products to adult entertainment. And so our QEs would end up categorizing all of these products and services into labels that ended up helping the computer make sure that certain websites and publishers were, you know, like Disney, they can't have porn on their site right? Like things like that, all the way to like making sure that, hey, this is a good company that we can maybe put a Google ad here for a beauty product, right? So once you start getting to know the tools and what they do, even though it was for the ads department, I actually had a lot of fun working there in, in those types of atmospheres, just because I got to work with both linguists and engineers, and I just learned a lot, you know? So I, I really liked my job there. I even more so like the job when I was doing talks for Talks at Google. That does really sound like Talks at Google. <laughs> they got to workshop it. Really, really sounds like it. Yeah. What are your takeaways, if any, from working at Google? Is there anything that you st- you learn from working there that you apply into your own businesses now or your day-to-day or what kind of work environment you want to have? It's probably the company that has taught me the most about working with people. When I was in music, I was able to work with a client, right? So it was a lot of babysitting. (laughs) So it was more so because we manage artists and songwriters and producers, we had to make sure that they were taken care of at our, you know, studio recordings or we would go touring or, or things like that. So it was very much about like a small group of people that has to be taken care of as we're dealing with like record executives and music publishers and a bunch of people that are assholes, not all of them, but just some. But at Google, I think because 
my team specifically was so diverse and I got to meet so many bilingual, trilingual people. I learned not only how to manage people that are from different backgrounds, but I also learned a lot as a human being from all these people with different cultural backgrounds. Right. So I feel really lucky that my specific position at Google was like that. I don't think that that's the case for every person that's worked there. I think it's just very specific to the job that I had. Why did you ultimately want to leave? You know, it was so hard to leave the free food. I still think about it every day. (laughs) It's the one thing that I really miss. But I think the biggest thing is, as I said, you can work there for like 10 years and never get promoted. And in my opinion, at least in my departments, as much as middle management was nice, they were kind of mediocre compared to a lot of other places that I worked at, more so in just managing people. And so I got frustrated that I was doing such a good job and only one person really that gave me that promotion realized that. But throughout my last few years there, I ended up doing my manager's jobs. And I think we've, a lot of us, I know you guys have felt that in different jobs where, well, I don't want to be smarter than my boss, right? Or maybe my boss is smarter at coding than me, but they're certainly not smarter at organizational skills or managerial skills. So it just got frustrating to have more skill sets than somebody that, or just doing their job. Right. Like I, I did get very frustrated, like teaching them how to talk to people. That's not what a contractor's job should be. And then eventually, I think I just got sick of not only my talents and skills not being encouraged, but again, my impact as an individual at a giant company was only going to go so long that I felt it was just time to try something else and cry about not eating for free every day. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, because there were so many pros, it sounds like there were so many positives, even though at the end it was time to leave. If you had a friend who came to you and said that they just were offered a contract position there or as an employee, do you think you would tell them that they should take the job with Google? Definitely. I think it's a fantastic experience for anyone. Right. I think if you guys, if Roxy or Steph got an offer to work at Google for a year, I'd be like, you should do it. I just think it's a great experience, regardless of whether you work there for six months or if you work there for the rest of your life. I do think that if you are an intern or somebody that's just out of school going into a job at Google, let me tell you that that's not the reality. (laughs) Right. That is a utopia. Everywhere else you work is not like Google. Google is a very specific way where people are lucky to work there. It is true as much as much as it's kind of culty and the politics are weird. It is a very special place to work at that don't get used to it if you're planning on being there for six months. Speaking of the politics, I know that you have only worked for Google in terms of massive corporations, so you don't know firsthand, but how do you feel based on talking to other people that you're friends with that work other places or based on your research, how do you feel like Google does compare to Facebook, Amazon, those big corporations that we hear kind of horror stories about? I don't know about now. Number one, my old manager at Google used to work at Amazon, and he said that working at Google was like working at a utopia. She's the one that I took that quote from. At the same time, as I mentioned earlier, I felt like we were allowed to express ourselves 
working at this office and telling the higher ups, we are displeased with certain decisions that you're making that like the possible contracts with the Pentagon, right? Things like that, that I felt free in being able to organize rallies and protest and tell them we don't like this and we'd rather not be working for a company that's making it easier for the government to bomb people, right? That's just not something that I don't think happens at places like Amazon, right? I mean, up until this last month, Amazon has been, they, they're still anti-union, but they just unionized. Alphabet is the, the big name of Google. Alphabet now owns Google, YouTube, et cetera. I mean, they've been unionized for a few years now, right? So that's a huge difference than most of these places that are very anti-union and don't care about anything but making profit. So what I saw, my personal experience of working at the Google office is that at least it seems like not only are Google employees seem to be caring about how their job impacts the world, but at least they seem to be able to voice their concerns more compared to other giant tech corporations. Maybe I'll work at, give working at Google for a year a whirl, get free food. So much free food, man. I used to go to the micro kitchen in the third floor that was the junk food micro kitchen and just eat a bunch of gummy bears and Fruit Loops and shit, man. That was good. Good times. Dangerous. Truly. All right, kids. Let's move on to our Patreon question. George Pruitt wants to know, what was Tom Morello like? So that's a fun question because I don't, really fawn over celebrities i love tom morello so much i love tom morello since uh, i was a teenager in the 90s listening to rage against the machine all the way to when i got to interview him for google so at the talks at google program i got to basically manage events like I don't know, Charlize Theron would show up and promote a movie. Uh, I got to interview Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon. Like there was a lot of big A-list celebrities. Tom Morello was quite an experience because he shows up, first of all, he drove himself to work, okay? He drove himself to the office. When Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon were there, they showed up with like 10 people, their manager, their glam team, the person who wipes their ass. It was insane, right? It It was like a typical Hollywood thing. And I'm sure they were so surprised to show up to an office that nobody cares because there's a bunch of engineers that are just like, I'm just working, I don't want to be bothered, right? But Tom Morello shows up, drives himself, says hi to everybody that's there, says hi to the janitorial people, says hi to the food service people, and everybody that wants to talk to him introduces himself, shakes their hand, the most polite, nice individual, the best interview I've ever done, not because of me, because I was shy and I had to be all you know poised and proper because it was for Google, but just the easiest interview I've had because he's such a wonderful human being. Like he's so, not only is he incredibly talented and one of the best guitar players that's ever lived, but he's also very smart and studied political science at Harvard. So he's all about social justice. Uh, So it's just a person that I really admire and I'm so grateful I got to interview him. Do you remember anything specific that he said or did uh, that made you go like, wow, okay, it's okay to meet your idols? I mean, honestly, driving himself to work, <laughs> driving himself to the office, just like, just no, just, he's just a human being, 
right? Doesn't just so self-aware, so humble, just doesn't care to be treated differently because of who he is. And once you've worked in the entertainment industry for so long, you really appreciate people like that, uh, especially when you're such a fan of their talent. So I remember we bonded over nerdy stuff because he, I think uh, he was talking about how he fucked up his hand playing guitar. And I think he's like, yeah, he's like, like Wolverine. I was like, you mean adamantium? And he's like, yeah. And we're like bonding over nerdy stuff. I was like, I had a moment. It was a whole thing. Cutie. I love when you hear good stories about celebrities because this is so often not the case, especially when you interview them. People don't realize this interviewing can be one of the most awkward positions ever because most celebrities, it's not like I'm shitting on them. They just don't want to do it. They just don't want to be there. And so you're kind of like pulling teeth. But it's dope when you get someone who's humble enough to be a normal person and enjoy talking to people. Well, especially because at Google, it's so funny to see any celebrity walk in because they just, you know, when a celebrity walks into a talk show, for example, they get a super shiny green room, right? And all of this uh, fancy food. That's not the case at Google, right? Like we tell them up front, we're like, you want to eat, you're going to go have to serve yourself buffet style, right? <laughs> so that's the kind of cool part of it that uh, you get to see them be like, yeah, I'm a human being or I can't do anything without my manager here. So, all right, let's move on to our segment, Pros and Cunts. So we've talked about these a lot a little, a little bit, but I want to go through the list I made. To be fair, there's a lot of pros, but I think I came up with a couple of strong cunts, in my opinion. So the first pros are obviously a steady paycheck. The free food is the biggest pro ever. Not only did it save me so much money working there for six years, but I got to eat all kinds of food like delicious salmon all of a sudden it was scallops friday and things like that it's insane the amazing work parties that we got to go to the holiday party at the national history museum under this freaking rocket ship at the california science center there was also not just perks involving being at this incredible playground office like a gym etc but i have made some of my best friends there lifelong friends that I think I'm going to be friends with them forever. And I really like the people specifically at the Google Los Angeles office. I think it's a lot of really cool, caring weirdos that as much as a lot of them are socially awkward, they have giant hearts. And I, I really, it's probably the, the best company I worked at when it comes to finding friends. Other than the world girls stuff, other than the world girls. Of course. I said finding friends, Roxy, not best friends. Yes, we did it. Look at how happy that made her. Oh, suave, <laughs> suave reply. Yeah. All right, so now let's move on to the cunts. And for this one, I actually ended up with a quote from a former senior account manager who says, basically, you end up spending the majority of your life eating Google food with Google coworkers wearing Google gear talking in Google acronyms, sending Google emails on Google phones, and you eventually start to lose sight of what it's like to be independent of the big G. And every corner of your life is set up to reinforce the idea that you would absolutely insane to want to be anywhere else. I feel this so much. And it's really, I know, weird to complain about working at a place like that because we sound spoiled, but I... To be fair, I was a contractor, not an employee, so I wasn't as spoiled as them. And it's just becomes culty. 
eventually you forget about the outside world. So <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a healthy thing. I think that's probably one of the biggest cons. And then the other one is just because you exclusively work with Google technology and software, it's kind of hard to transfer what you learn to other jobs if you move on. I was lucky that I came from another world, that that was not the case, and it actually helped widen my horizons. But I think if like that's your first job, I think it would be pretty hard to transition from Google being your first job to working at another company. And I would say, you know, the politics is the biggest cunt, but I helped them unionize. So you're welcome, Alphabet. <laughs> hey, good job, D. I think we did it, kids. Thanks for being a bitch out of water with us and learning about me working for the Silicon Valley man. We appreciate you listening. If you want to be the first to get all things World Girls, go to patreon.com slash the world girls. That way you can watch our podcast tapings live, ask questions, and even video chat with us. We go live on youtube.com slash the world girls every Wednesday and Sunday. And don't forget to follow us on social media on Twitter and TikTok at the world girls and on Instagram at worldgirlswap. We're new here, so please tell your friends about us. Rate, comment, subscribe. We're all gonna die, so don't be a dick and stay wet, my friends. Bye.